0: I hope through this we could reach more people and encourage them to do the same because we need authentic positivity out there in the world. Making imprints everywhere.
1: Your positive. 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 Imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Hello everybody, this is Catherine with Your Positive Imprint, the variety show podcast featuring people from all over the world whose positive, inspiring imprints are inspiring the world. These exceptional people are rising to the challenge. (laughs) And today I have one of those exceptional people here on the show, Christopher Marciano. Hello, Christopher. (laughs) Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so thrilled to have you here. And and you are one of the youngest assistant principals over in Florida. You could you were born in and I'm just gonna give a quick introduction here and we can talk about it. You. Go for it, go for it. So you were born <laughs> in West Africa and you moved over to the States, which we will learn more about, and your English is a second language struggles, and you compose your own songs, your lyrics. And so you have genre that you dive into that you share with your students as an outlet to help them understand the world around them, which I think is so awesome, and I can't wait to hear about that (laughs) and to hear about some some of the music that you have out now. And uh, you have brought in that music, not only as a person, not only as a teacher, but as assistant principal, and now you're sharing your music with the entire world, and you're a reading coach, which is literacy. For those listeners who don't know what a reading coach is, it has to do with literacy. So and so we're just going to hear so much more about you. So thank you so much for being here on the show.
0: Oh, it is my pleasure.
1: Yeah. So let's start out first with West Africa. Yes. You were born out in West Africa. What part and how Old were you when you left?
0: So I wasn't born in West Africa. I was actually born in Rhode Island, um, which is up north. It's a very, very small place. I was born in Pawtucket. My family's from West Africa, and I've traveled had the opportunity of traveling there, and they're from Cayward Islands. Um, not many people know what Cayward Islands consist of, um, but it's actually little bits of islands off of the West um, African coast. And it's absolutely beautiful, it's very rural. I wouldn't you know, go there too often um, because of just how rural it is, but it, it's a beautiful place and they have phenomenal waters. So my family little by little migrated from there uh, in order to just find a better place to raise their children and find a better place to live their lives. Uh, my mother's actually from Ivory Coast, Africa, and uh, her family migrated over as well. So I was, I was just surrounded by so many different cultures in Africa, um, and I acquired different languages such as K-Verdian, which is my first language. Wow. My mom spoke, I know, my mom spoke fluent French. My mom speaks, by the way, just, just to add that little tidbit, my mom speaks five different languages. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her, bad for me, because I grew up like a little confused. And when she was upset, she knew how to say it in five different languages. <laughs> um, so that um, that just caused a struggle for me going to school because of just natural language barriers.
1: Tell me about that language. Like, can you, do you still speak it? Oh
0: yes, fluently.
1: Oh well, say your positive imprint. <laughs> <in that
0: language. laughs> well, instead, So I said, I'm just very happy to be here and I want to say thank you for having me today.
1: And I heard the Obrigado or Obrigado, which is Portuguese for thank you. You are amazing.
0: You are awesome. (laughs) So, K-Verd, I'm just getting into like a whole history lesson. K-Verd was actually colonized by the Portuguese. Oh, okay. um, Yes. So my language is composed of Portuguese and African dialects. So I could understand Portuguese, but when I speak it, it's a hot mess. Oh, <laughs> so,
1: interesting. Can you read Portuguese? Yeah. Um, I can. I can read
0: Spanish pretty well. Not sh- quite sure how that happened. And I can speak Spanish pretty well. Not sure how that happened either um <laughs> but portuguese it's it's very similar to my language so i could read it uh, grammatically they they move their words differently than us and they add a little more their accents a little bit more pronounced pronounced so uh but i could i could understand it pretty well
1: yeah so now you were living in rhode island which is where you schooled
0: yes so i went to over 12 different schools oh um between gosh. I know I moved around quite, um, quite so many times. And when I was in school, naturally, because I wasn't consistently in school, they put me in a speech class because I was just a very quiet, younger child. Um, And they thought they were helping me by doing that. But I actually felt a little disconnected from my classmates because they were pulling me out of class. Um, to work with me on my language and then putting me back into class. And when I came back, I just didn't have the opportunity to develop relationships within the classroom. So that caused me to shut down a little bit more. And that's when I turned into writing. Instead of expressing my emotions through my words, I wrote it down just so that I could get that outlet. And that's where my writing began.
1: I really appreciate that you talked about how, how you felt in school, because mm-hmm. my background as a teacher, I certainly appreciate that you said that.
0: There's some cases where students will have to, you know, receive services, when whether it's an exceptional sure. education. However, I feel like the relationship between the teacher who is pulling out the student and the actual classroom teacher needs to be very tight because Together, you establish that comfortable feeling where when the student comes back, we're able to communicate and welcome that student back into their classroom family where they, they don't feel um, left out. because when I went to a stranger, I was never introduced to them, didn't know their name, so I'm, I'm working with this person who's pulling me from class, and I don't know them. Whereas with me, when I was a teacher, I introduced those people to my my students and made sure that they knew, hey, we're working together to give you what you need. I'm so excited to have you back in 30 minutes. We're going to be here Uh-oh. ready for you. So that just made them feel comfortable. And I felt like that's what, that's what was in when I was younger.
1: Oh, that's great. Not, I mean, not great that that was missing, but that's, <laughs> that's so great that you recognized it. Yes. And you were able to implement that. So how did, when you were a reading coach, how did that, all into place. Did the teachers accept your openness? Oh of course not.
0: Not all the <laughs> time. Not all the time. I mean I, I'm very personable so I I have great relationships with my teachers. But of course you have certain situations where some students are the ones I call them um, the ones that need the most love. They could test some limits, but we just have to find creative ways to like music, creative ways to really reach them. So when I was a reading coach, I absolutely love it because I I was able to go into the classroom and model how we could do that. And with my background as being the dean and the behavioral side, behavior and academics go side by side. So I was able to come in, regulate a student and show them, hey, if you try these strategies, the student may be able to be a little more comfortable and um, understand the content that you're trying to deliver to them. So it's all about thinking outside the box and really getting to know the student and reaching them and their interest level in a, an appropriate way.
1: Yes, definitely the interest level. And so you mentioned you were dean. Also, what grade level were you working with? With regard, whole, was it still elementary?
0: The whole school. It was pre-K to fifth grade it was the toughest year of my life <laughs> <laughs> Pre- pre-k to fifth grade and I had um we had a unit at my school several units at my school so several exceptional need students it, it, it was I learned the most it was my first year out of the classroom I lasted the entire year and I developed an amazing amount of relationships with these kids and the teachers and parents I was very close with my parents because you need to have parents by your side. And that just really molded me into the, the leader that I am now. Um, so it's something I keep thinking of. It's very rewarding.
1: Awesome. When you decided to go into teaching, how old or did you always know you wanted to go into teaching? No, you're shaking your head. No.
0: <laughs> Every, my family, my mom still is just like, I can't believe you went this route because here I am a K-Verdian boy who was grown up, going to so many different schools, struggling in school, and I become a teacher. I always loved school. Don't get me wrong. I loved going to school. However, I went to school for biology. I was going to be a, a doctor. I always knew I was going to be a pediatrician. I've always loved kids. So there was that connection. I took my prerequisites for med school. I got all of that done and I was ready to go and be a doctor. And unfortunately I had a tough situation where um and I don't talk too much about this, but you are just a positive person, so I could definitely <laughs> share it. But I worked at a resort where I did activities with the, the kids and played with them and one of um I had a, a little one who was swimming in the pool with her mom and dad and went under the water and didn't drown but was unconscious um unconscious so i pulled her out of the water and tilted her to the side and the water came out of her mouth but i was apprehensive about giving her cpr so a guest in the water gave her cpr but since that moment i kind of you know was hard on myself because i said if i couldn't give her cpr in that moment how can i be a doctor and even though they built me up so much because I said, if you didn't tilt her to the side and the water didn't come out of her mouth, you don't like you did what you were supposed to do. But I still felt like I should have done more. And she's alive. She's well, like, you know, thanks to God. But in that moment, I was like, oh, I can't be a doctor. So I went home and I opened the college catalog and I was like, what else can I do in this world? <laughs> um, and just fell on the elementary education. I was like, well, I like kids. I could be a teacher, and I literally that following day I went to uh, my university and changed my major to elementary education.
1: Wow, what a story! Oh yes. my goodness! And yeah, don't be hard on yourself. Our our minds do different things, and our actions we we do different things at different moments.
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, if we if we could all go back
1: in time.
0: It'll uh, be one thing, but we just take what happened and then learn from them and grow.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So that was a few, that was kind of a long time ago.
0: Yes, I was, how old was I? Probably around 16, 17. Nope. It was 17, 18 around there. So that was some time ago.
1: So you were, you were just a, a teenager. Mm-hmm. And they all were like,
0: you did what you, you know, what you needed to do. But that day haunts me so much because you know, you always have those thoughts, and and I'm not too hard on myself now, but it took quite some time for me to find positive positivity somewhere else to assure myself. Okay, you did, which you, you did what you could in that moment. So
1: and you did, Christopher. Thank you for sharing that, and I know that that was hard for you, but again, like you said, you did what you could at that moment, and so that brings you to elementary ed. <laughs> yes.
0: Here I am. First year teacher.
1: I was given so
0: much responsibility in my first year and I'm thankful to- for it. <laughs> Aren't we all? Oh my gosh. I mean, All teachers. I Listen, I commend Dude. them. To, oh, I love my teachers. And my first year of teaching was such a great one. It was not the horror stories that everybody... Well, my first few years of teaching were pretty great. So yes, I... Was always that teacher that thought outside of the box. You would come into my classroom. I was probably standing on my desk doing crazy accents with my students. My students were probably on the floor rolling laughing. But we had, you know, our time where we had fun. And we had our time that we worked. We worked. We worked. We worked. My class was top 10%. They had top 10% in Florida. Um, I was a top 10% teacher in Florida for reading and math two years in a row. And I wish I could tell you I did everything that they told me to do, but I literally had to think outside of the box and learn my kids. I took so much time to really learning each and every single one of my students to reach them and in ways that I wish I was reached when I was younger. And that was crucial and important. And I just, I've seen students who were so low and who have flourished to who they are today and it excites me because i know kids can do it
1: oh my gosh absolutely we just need to set that bar up above you know their head and not oh, you
0: know it you know it.
1: yes the lower the bar is set then they that's all they'll do and that's the same with us you know as adults yes. you know exactly so we need something to strive for we don't want mm. to just strive for mediocrity.
0: Exactly. And we won't push ourselves unless they someone has set that bar for
1: us. You remind me so much of when I was a teacher. And yes. I loved teaching those students. And I I keep in touch with so many of them today. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're getting married, they're having kids, they're starting careers. Oh, I don't know how you feel about it, but I... I cry a little bit. Oh, I get I get tearful. I get tearful. <laughs> and it's fun to keep in touch with them and see what they're doing. But one of the things that you do is music. Yes. So you are a music writer.
0: Yes, I'm I'm an artist. I've been a songwriter. Actually, I started as a songwriter for several years. And I just wrote for other people. Everything I write is about an experience that I went through. So I wasn't comfortable being, you know, at the forefront. I just wanted it, everybody else to sing my song. So I was like, okay, here, here's a song. You sing you sing my pain, you sing my happiness, uh, as long as <laughs> I'm getting it out there to everyone. Um, it was my therapy. Like I if I had an argument with a friend, I went straight to my notebook and started writing and felt a lot better afterwards. So I was a songwriter for quite some time and then As a songwriter, and I know many songwriters out there fall in the same path where they feel like they're helping artists a lot more than just writing. And I love doing that. I would give suggestions as far as, oh, you should really go with this song and not that song. Or you should really try um, having a music video for this song. So one of my artists one day said, well, how do you know you've never been an artist before? And I said, (laughs) you are absolutely right. So I came on this whole journey, I told myself, okay, become an artist, record a whole album, learn everything you need to know about being an artist, and then go back to songwriting so that you could be the best songwriter ever. So this is what, just like what you said earlier about someone setting that bar for you. I felt like I needed to reach that bar now. So it's perfect that you said that. It's like a perfect segue. So I became a songwriter, uh, as an artist, a little over two years ago. And I recorded my first song. And someone asked me to perform at their show. And I will tell you, as soon as I got on that stage, I was addicted. <laughs> I was like, oh Good for
1: I, you, yay.
0: Oh I loved it. I was like I'm not coming off of the stage. <laughs> like I'm here. <laughs> you have to take the microphone away from me. I am staying here. So it started off as just like a basically a a big research project and now I'm loving it. I've performed at over 18 shows. I've opened for some amazing artists. I've performed in New York. I've performed in Maryland. And to say that I've only been an artist for a little over two years, and I've performed that much and have worked with amazing people is just so humbling. And I feel so blessed to be in this opportunity. And that's when I began sharing that with my kids as well.
1: Loving this. So you had this positive imprint in your life that set that bar. Exactly. Exactly. From the one comment, and instead of, you know, getting upset, it was criticism that you needed to hear so that you could go and Wow, absolutely cool. So what do you have your students do? I've seen some of it online. I think it's (laughs) fabulous, and I love it.
0: (laughs) So my kids, I've always, you know, I've always created crazy songs when my kids were trying to, you know, do do their work. I would come up with random songs just because, just to get them, happy and laughing uh but my principal came to me and she came up with this amazing idea of having electives at our school and elementary schools don't really have electives we have our our art we have music we have pe but we don't really have electives so she's like no she's amazing by the way she said every wednesday i want kids to do something that they love i want it to be electives where they choose where what they'll do and I want yoga classes. I want acting classes. I want a music class. And she looked. Everyone was looking at me at that moment, (laughs) and I was just like, "Okay, tell me where where is this going?" She's like, "I figured you could help kids write music, and you know, it could be really cool." And I said, "Okay, I'm I'm fine with that." So I opened up the Tiger Studios, what I called it, at my school, and I started writing songs with them. It started out with me writing a lot of their songs. And then two of my kids came one day and I was about to teach them their part. And one of them said, "Um, we kind of wrote something. Is it okay if we share it with you? And I was a little taken aback. I was like, you wrote something? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to see what you thought of it. But we wrote a little something. I was like, okay, okay, let's share it. I was expected to, you know, cringe and and be a little nervous about it. But they blew me away. The words rhymed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So positive (laughs) imprint. Completely. They rhymed. They were melodically perfect. They were on the beat. And I was like, oh, we're using this on a song. So needless to say, I started stepping back and gave them control, which they loved. Because, you know, I could be a little... I'm, I'm a Virgo, so I'm very I'm a perfectionist. So they started writing the song, and then we were done with the song within a few weeks. So we had all this time on our hands, and I was like, "What do I do now? <laughs> we're we're completely done. What do we do?" And I said, "All right, guys. They're all just staring at me, sitting down. Like, all right, we recorded the song. What what now?" I was like, "Let's make a music video." And they're like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, let's do a music video. Why not? Let's do it." <laughs> I have no knowledge of making music videos. I have none of that. But I made one of my students a videographer. I made one of them directors. I made um, the, the actors. Like we just set roles and created this music video. We ended up on the news for it in Orlando, and was the kids were just blown away. So I started doing that as a tradition. We did it a few times. We had a basketball, an NBA player on one of our music videos. The kids were blown away and he agreed to come to the school, talk to them, be in the video, play basketball with them. It was amazing. And I just know that this moment that we shared um, doing that experience, they will never forget about it ever so it, I will never forget about it so it's pretty amazing
1: that is that's awesome those yeah. kids ran with it you gave it to them and all you did was guide them yeah and they ran with it
0: yeah not they at first but they eventually they definitely proved me wrong and showed me that you know kids are far more capable than what we even think and I I set high expectations for my kiddos. But for them to come and surpass that just shows me, wow! Look at what they can do. It's still going on. Unfortunately, I'm not. Um, when, once I got promoted, they moved me to a different school because my school had an assistant principal. So that school still doing it, still doing music classes, which is great. So I'm hoping that will carry on, even though I'm not there. I'm still so well connected with them because they are my core. But now that I'm at my school now as assistant principal, I'm hoping. Once all this clears up, I could implement that within my new school as well.
1: Yeah. Do you miss teaching? Or do you like doing the assistant principalship?
0: I will tell you, I love being an assistant principal because I'm able to reach more able to reach more kids. I'm able to reach teachers and parents. So I have the whole school. I loved being a teacher. I do from time to time think of oh I love having those really close relationships with my kiddos and watching them grow. But it just challenges me now to just be in the classroom more often and share my thoughts with the kids and hear them and be with them just to watch them grow and establish that relationship. But I love being an assistant principal.
1: That's awesome. That's so great. I love to I, I love that you are loving it. That's that's yeah. fabulous. And Thank that you, you are Yeah and that you're doing so much to bring those kids into a
0: new world
1: (laughs) their world yeah yeah their world and with their own experiences so it's not your experiences it's their experiences and that I think is yeah really important and so what are your next steps with music as far as your own uh,
0: artistry yeah Um,
1: so I've been working on my album
0: and everyone's going to like Hurt me for this because they're like, "Ah, we just need the album. We need the album. We need the album. But it takes so much work. And I'm such a Virgo. I'm such a perfectionist that I need it to be perfect. This is my first album. um, And I want my first album to showcase all the different sides of me, everything that I've gone through, so that I no longer have to explain myself. I no longer have to elaborate on situations. I could just put my album out there, listen to my album. This is exactly who Christopher Marciano is. And then we can move on to the next one. So I want to be sure, like I said, I'm very transparent and I write what I go through. So I want to make sure that what I'm writing about is okay, of course, with my family, because I I think it's important that I think of them during this time. But I definitely want to share what I've gone through because I feel like other people can listen to my words and see the outcome, and I think I've done pretty well for myself, and I'm so humbled by that, so blessed, and I want others to see that and improve their mental health and take the steps in becoming a better version of themselves that they never knew that they were capable of doing because my childhood was very, very rough, and I would never fathom that I would be where I am today, and I know just by being a teacher, there are several kids out there that are going through the same thing. So I want this album to be perfect for them, more than for me, but perfect for them and that to serve as an outlet. So right now I am two songs away from being done wow Um, (laughs) so i'm going to release a few more songs um it should be in the next month or two i'll I'll have the next song out and recording music videos but the album will be out this year
1: so who are some of the folks that are helping you out with the production because you said you you don't produce your own you write your own lyrics and someone else does the music right Yes.
0: Yeah, so i wrote every single song on this first album i i wrote production wise i have an amazing producer named layered music just in case you're looking for music out there if you go to l-a-y-i-r-d music.com he is absolutely phenomenal he is also based in florida and he does my pop happy um, with a little eerie notes on there, he is my my go-to person. And then aside from that, I have a producer named Jarev, who is based in Italy. I hope I didn't mess that up. Pretty sure it's Italy. Um, he's phenomenal as well. I connected through him with him through just social media, and uh-huh. he had a few love his piano instrumentals. I, I'm such a piano person. And then I have Mantra and. He, which is phenomenal he's done several songs of mine and last but not least oh rebel music he's absolutely incredible as well so several producers around the world that i've been so fortunate to connect with and gain their trust which just allowing me to sing all over their instrumentals and uh, be have it on my album so it's been quite a joy a lot of people say that i need to let more people in my circle when it comes to writing but i told them once i get to my second album then i i I could explore that world but this first album is so personal so i just wanted to be all about my words and how i feel and then the second album will be completely collaborative when it comes to writing because i'm i've always been curious about that side
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I'm anxious. There's there's a fellow whom you would love listening to uh, on one of my on my podcast. uh, His name is Rowdy James. Rowdy James. Rowdy James. Yeah, he was on.
0: Send him him to me. Absolutely. I I love listening to new people.
1: He's an R&B artist. He's a moddy. Yeah. So and, and his struggles are different from yours. But he wrote from the heart. Absolutely from the heart. His, Love his music it. and can you share some of those struggles or is that giving away too much when the for the album uh,
0: since you're so nice and so positive i i guess i i should um there's i'll talk about one of my songs i i'm just sharing so much with you this is this is great uh i'm, I'm looking up at the wall because i literally have my track listing um on my wall <laughs> of all my songs so if you see me looking up constantly because I'm looking at all of my songs it's like a constant reminder like you need to get this album done Marciano you need to get this album done (laughs) Um, so one of the songs I have is called Reason and it is about completely about mental health and something that I'm really pushing with my album is definitely mental health and it just shows that it talks about me continuing to do music because other people have really pushed me to continue to do it I got to a, a point in my life where I wasn't so sure on whether I should proceed with music because as an independent artist it's so natural to go out there and compare you know your amount of followers on Instagram to other people and the amount of people who are liking your pictures and commenting on your posts or it's so natural for us as humans to go and compare ourselves to others. And it hurt a little by, because I was just looking at how successful other people were. And I felt like I I could get there, but I was missing some things to get there. And it took me a while to really sit back and realize, Christopher, you've done this for a little over two years. That's all. Some people have been doing this for their entire life and you have, Received these amazing blessings We're performing several different times. So, no, you have a great support system. You have family members and friends who are really wanting your music and no word for word. When I um, had one of my shows, there were people singing word for word to one of my songs, Runaway. And I remember I had to stop singing because I got so emotional because everyone was singing. Um, louder than I was. And I was just like, oh my (laughs) gosh, this is amazing. So in that moment, I said, okay, you guys are the reason why I continue to do this. So I want this song to serve as a reason for everyone else to go and push other people to do well and push other people to be, I want other people to be someone else's reason aside from me. So I'm okay now, but go out there and find someone who needs some help and be their reason to, to push through. Um, so the words in that song, it, it gets very you know, detailed. It talks about potentially not wanting to be in this world anymore and how you could overcome that. Because these are topics in the world that need to be discussed and that are happening every day. So I'm hoping from this song, someone out there, even if it's just one heart, I just want to touch that one heart and have them feel like I'm okay because this person made it through. I can too. And if you don't get that out of it, I want you to go out there and be someone, um, someone's reason to continue to be happy and improve their mental health.
1: Wow. That is so inspiring. Um, That's, that's really, Oh, very much. So very, very much. So. And, I'm impressed with how much you've really thought deeply about the words that you're putting together for this album. And I'm very anxious to hear the production of it with oh, the, so the music behind it. Oh, it's,
0: it's, uh, that song is pretty amazing. I, I mean, I'm I'm biased because I love all of my songs, but that one, uh, I think you'll really love it. And I can't wait to share it with you guys.
1: Yeah. So when you were writing the songs and you're writing about such heartfelt issues within yourself or that have something that either you've experienced or you've seen others experience etc so that writing the songs has it changed you as a person in any um, way
0: completely uh, i will say during the writing process when i'm in the studio recording the song it's it gets tough there's songs on my album where I naturally cry and some of those emotions, I've left it in the song because they were authentic and I thought it was important for people to feel that. Leaving my song, I'll explain how my therapy works. My songs come from, like I said, an experience. So in the beginning, I'm left uneasy about a situation I went through. Whether it's a happy moment and I just want to get it out there or whether it's a really tough situation that I wasn't sure how to deal with it or how to vocalize um, my emotions, I'll go and write it. As soon as I finish writing it and I finish recording it, I'm okay from that situation. So if I was very upset about a situation, once I record that, my, my thoughts and my emotions with that, I'm completely fine. I don't even have to revisit anymore. So it's literally therapy for me because people go into therapy and and come out feeling better about themselves. I go into the studio and come out feeling so much better about that situation. And I almost get clarity with every word that I'm writing, I'm gaining understanding of the situation. Um, I remember one of my songs that I wrote, can't tell you the name of that one, but I absolutely love it. You will love it too. Okay. But one, of my, one of my songs I wrote based off of my ex's shoes. Because I wanted to understand why he did what he did and what he was feeling. So I said, okay, I'm going to put myself in his perspective and write a song based off of his, his perspective. And I gained clarity after I finished writing that song. And I, even though it was my situation that I went through and I'm still writing about my experience, I wrote it through his mind to try to gain understanding. And once I finished that song, I was completely fine. I'm like, okay. I'm perfect.
1: Oh, that is really, that's, that therapy is awesome. That's great. I used to, yeah, I'm so glad to hear that. I used to write poetry. My mother bought me a a journal and came home and handed it to me and I went right to it. And I have, (laughs) I have so many of them though. Oh my gosh, you have to share some. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) We
0: have to literally just have a night. And I'll go pull out one of my old elementary poetry and you pull out yours and let's just share it. Like, that would be amazing. You know what?
1: I'm all for it. I will do that. I will do that. Let's set a date.
0: Yes. (laughs) Let's set that imprint and put it in place. You never know. Your poem could just reach someone or we could just laugh about it. It would be great.
1: Uh, we could do something live for the listeners, and and do it, and then if they have something that they're able to share, oh, that would be so much fun.
0: That would be amazing. Oh,
1: Christopher Marciano, just, I'm doing that. <laughs> just make me you your co-host. That's all I
0: do. <laughs> love it. I love it.
1: All right. All right. Well, we're we're in. I'm in. I'm in. I'll pull all those books. <laughs> okay. Be you, you are. This is a hoot. I'm loving this. Yeah. So, all right. Is there anything else you want to share or anything that I didn't ask you that you're dying to share?
0: You've actually, this has been such an amazing experience. I, I love that you asked about my album. I am working on, as you can see, I reached out to you personally. I've been reaching out to several people who are involved in music or who are involved with podcasts just to see what they were doing during this time to stay positive and to stay creative. My intentions weren't even to be on um, this podcast. And when you came to me about it, I was yeah.
1: so excited. I was like, I just wanted <laughs> to see how you were doing. It, it, it was. So I'll tell listeners, I'll share with listeners your email. So I received this email from from Christopher and it was, uh, the subject was Marciano Music Uh, seeing how you're doing or something. And the whole email was, hello, Catherine, my name is Christopher. I'm just writing to see (laughs) what you're doing during this COVID-19 isolation time. I have music. If you'd like to listen to it, here's a link. If not, whatever you're doing, stay safe, stay healthy.
0: Stay positive.
1: (laughs) It was great. It was a very positive positive little note so I'm glad I, I went and I listened to your music and I thought oh this is fun music and then I looked you up and said oh okay I'm going to invite him on the show
0: <laughs> yay that's what I was hoping for um I just I'm all about mental health like I said and I thought it was important to just since I can't go to the studio and since I can't perform right now I sat on my computer and I was like let me you know get to know people who are outside of Florida who are in Florida and see what they're doing during this time. Because I know it's killing me not to be able to go out there. I know a lot of people have it a lot rougher than me. Because I have a job and I'm working right. consistently. So I wanted to make sure everyone was okay. And if there's anything I could do to help, it would be great to connect through that. And I've, I've just been so lucky to connect with so many people, including you. And just learn about what they're doing. About their different uh, endeavors and their businesses, it's just absolutely amazing. So I did want to share that just to encourage other people out there to reach out to strangers in a safe way, of course, yeah. <laughs> <But> just <out laughs> and just find out um, what you could do to help during this time, because this is a time that we need to come together. So yes, thank you for showcasing that and having me.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I have one more question. Of course. As assistant principal, how are the kids doing out there in florida and what are your plans for next year
0: so we sent out a survey to kind of gauge how the parents and the students feel about coming back to school i know they're they're thinking about three different options we have an option of coming back full-time we have an option of doing a hybrid method of online courses and uh, face-to-face and then we have a full just keep it closed virtual classes so they've received the, that information and we'll report that to the state. And then the state ultimately has the final the, uh, final say. So we're just waiting. Currently, our kids are learning virtually. I'm in charge of summer school. So I'm just ensuring our kids are, have the devices that they need throughout the summer to continue instruction and be prepared. Our teachers are so flexible. They have been doing everything possible to ensure that our kids are gaining instruction. So we're all working together. Our parents, oh my goodness. Our parents have all become teachers and have all become phenomenal and helping and calling the school and asking questions. And we're literally going live. Um, I went live on my phone on FaceTime and helped a student with their math problem. And the parent wanted to learn so that they could know going forward. So it's just awesome how we're all helping each other I'm only speaking from my school but I know there's other schools doing the same thing
1: yeah well gosh well you are such a positive positive imprint and inspiration and my podcast being exceptional people rising to the challenge which you have been doing that and and the world appreciates you and thank
0: you so much
1: we anxiously await your album. So in closing, are there any, <laughs> yeah, the excitement is, oh, yeah. is phenomenal. So in, in closing, are there any final thoughts you want to share?
0: I, again, just want to thank you for spreading positivity. We need it, especially during this time. I want to thank you for just having various different people, um, a part of your podcast, because I feel like it's so important to showcase diversity and showcase creativity and i just feel that authenticity from you and i appreciate that and i i hope through this we could reach more people and encourage them to do the same because we need authentic positivity out there in the world making imprints everywhere
1: oh christopher marciano thank you so much for all of that well you you are inspiring and i'm so glad that you are singing your own pain and you are singing your own happiness and you are bringing it to the world and your positive imprints following right there with you.
0: Thank you so much, Catherine.
1: Oh, you are so welcome.
0: I will say I would love for
1: you to create
0: a positive imprint shirt because I think that would be phenomenal. I would love to wear that. So as soon as you create it... (laughs) let me know I will buy some
1: (laughs) okay well listeners then I think that that's you just set my bar (laughs) (laughs) yes okay then you will be the first one to get a shirt
0: Yay! and I could post all about it thank you so much Catherine (laughs) I sincerely appreciate
1: you oh thank you and be well be safe and safe travels you too bye Well, you are listening to Your Positive Imprint. Christopher, since you're still here, what's the best way people can find you?
0: You are perfect. They can find me on Instagram. Just follow me at Marciano, which is M as in Michael, A-R-C-I-A-N as in Nancy, O, music. Or you could head over to my website, marcianomusic.com. All of my music is available on all music platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Deezer. Anything you can think of, I'm probably on it. So search (laughs) Christopher Marciano. My latest single is In Love With Your Lover. Please stream it and let me know what you think about it. And I'm so excited to connect and meet all of you positive imprints out there.
1: Oh, thank you. And thank you again. This is Catherine with Your Positive Imprint. And you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Your Positive Imprint. Twitter, What's Your PI. My website, Your Positive Your Positive Imprint, What's Your PI.